We all have a heart of thanksgiving because we're created in the image of God. He put within us the ability to be thankful. Right, okay. Um, I mean, simple things. I kind of talked about it last week. Uh, simple things. Uh, if you're if you're given something you really like, you know, and you, it doesn't matter how old you are, but you receive a present, and you go, "Oh, I really wanted that. I'm so thankful." Right? Um, or just you, you might pass a test. Um, you might your spouse might make up with you. You know, I, I don't. Whatever the case may be, created in the image of God, we have the ability to be thankful. But we're going to look at what it means to be empowered to be thankful. And how does that come about this morning? In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, I want us to think just about this. Think about just this scripture right here. Rejoice always. And I talked about that last week, remember? And, and I am going to reiterate some of the things from last week because we do have so many visitors and, and people on the web that, that are not maybe listening to last week. So I will reiterate some today so that it puts it into context. So we look at the scripture and it says to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. All right, listen, look up here. Look up here. We can't do this on our own. Scripture is telling us to rejoice. Scripture is telling us the Word of God is telling us to pray without ceasing. And Scripture is telling us, God is telling us, His Word is telling us, and be thankful for everything. Let's see how that goes. That in and of ourselves, it's impossible. I mean, I know we have happy moments, right? I mean, we all do. We all have happy moments. We all have moments when we're blessed. We all have moments when we're thankful. But then we all have those moments that, you know, it, 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 even in one given day, we can be thankful in the morning. And the next thing you know, 12 o'clock hits and we're, we're yelling at someone that cut us off in traffic and we're not so thankful. Get what I'm saying? And, and so only by the grace of God can this even take place in our life, meaning thanksgiving, a true thanksgiving from our heart. And he says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So not only can we not do this in and of ourselves, it takes a supernatural work from God. Not only that, but right there where it says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. It's only through Christ Jesus we can be truly thankful. It's only in him we can be truly thankful. I don't know, you ever think, you ever think about that? Who's ever thought about that? Raise your hand. If you've ever thought, who's never thought about that? Who, I get, who's not going to raise your hand? You're, just, you're not thinking this morning. You're still eating turkey. <laughs> okay. I don't know. This, that wakes me up. Because in Christ Jesus that I'm thankful. Okay, now watch. Or is it? Or, or, or is it? Maria is um, going to make her way up here, Miss Maria. We're right there. And um, just use this microphone on the end. Is that cool? Okay. And <laughs> she is not a public speaker. But you know what? Miss, I asked, well, we were talking. And we're talking about a season of Thanksgiving. We're talking about. Uh, how God works in our life and what he stirs up in our life. And Maria has a constant theme on her heart 
like almost every time we talk. And that's her thanksgiving to God for for how he works in her life and how she's thankful um, to be a part of church, a part of church family. And so we're looking at um, a, a way to for our church to give through generosity. You're going to hear more about that in the future. But as Maria was talking to me about this again, I said, you know what? You need to just share. You need to share with the con- congregation. So, Maria. Good morning, church. I do have a gift to gab, but I, you know, I could be up here a very long time, but I'll, I'll keep tabs on myself because I get super enthusiastic when I see Christ working in my life every single day, every moment, whether it's through my job, through my family, through the community, and just giving me the opportunity to serve him. And a few years ago, I'd always give offerings at the church. I always, you know, and sometimes I'd hit it, sometimes I wouldn't. If I wasn't, if I was out of town, I would miss a Sunday. And that was bothering me because my, he's just put on my heart my desire. I just want to be so obedient to him because he has given me so much. And he has taken all of the worry from me and my finances. I sleep every single night. I never worry about anything because I know he's always there to take care of me. And my desire, I love him so much, and we give up to him what he's already given back or what he's given us, just a tenth of what everything he's given us and our finances and our um, our love for him, he um, he's given us an opportunity through this generosity to make it very easy for us to do that and not miss a single Sunday. So I've been doing this um, for several years, and I am. It just makes it so much easier for me not to miss those Sundays or extra offerings. And as this church is bringing in the same opportunity here, I so encourage all of you. I just want to make it an encouragement, not to shame you or embarrass you if you don't, but encouraging you all to take this opportunity to give your offerings every Sunday so you don't miss you miss one time of, you know, giving back to him. Now, you might say, well, I don't have the finances, or I'm running short this month, or he always makes a way for us, always makes a way for us. He already knows what we're gonna, what's going to happen before we do, right, whether it's in our finances, whatever, but he always takes care of that for us. So, you know, and I, as a single-income family, I have to really, you know, rely on some of my family and friends around me to help me out where I am running short and he always comes through for me like with Pastor Tony my daughter introduced me to him when I was having air conditioning problems and I had one can I share that? Okay, I had one company want to um, sell me a $10,000 unit before I even really looked at it you know he was out for my money right away then here comes Pastor Tony, took care of me, like, like got me up and running in no time, and it was a fraction, right? I mean, 
of that. So that's what I mean about he's always going to fill us in with where, where our needs need to be taken care of. So this is going to be launched very soon, right? Yep, next week? Okay. This is going to be launched next week, and um, we're, well, we're, you'll be sharing how to do get online and take care of it and download it and set up your automatic um, offerings or tithing, however, you know, whatever on your heart. This has got to be a very personal decision, um, not just because you felt, you know, like you're guilted into it. It's a love and a personal relationship that you have with um, Jesus Christ, and we want to just glorify him in every way we possibly can. So that's my that's my um, little testimony that I hope you... If you have any questions about it too, we're, you know, we'll have we'll help you get started on that as well. So, amen. Thank you. Yeah. You know, uh, a true heart of thanksgiving is eternal. It's eternal, not external, not internal. Well, I guess you could say internal, but it's it's eternal. And and there's one thing that I know. This I know. That whatever's inside comes out. And I don't know about you, but yes, there's times that I'm not so happy about some of the things that might come out of me. Especially if I'm pushed or if I'm pressured, if I'm tired, if I'm feeling sick. You know, you, you, you guys probably never have a mean streak come out of you, but there's this sometimes. I'm not too proud of what comes out of me. But there's one thing we got to know. That that's the way God created us. From out of the abundance of a heart, our mouth speaks. From the abundance of our heart, those things that are within us will eventually come out. And a lot of things do come out under pressure. But you know what? That's how God created us. In our sin nature, like I said, I don't like some of the things that come out of me when I'm under pressure or tired. And I'm sure you, you're probably the same. But can we put that aside for the rest of our time this morning together? Let's put that part, that's for another sermon how to deal with unforgiveness and hatred and anger. Just take that for a moment, and let's put that aside. And let's talk this morning about this. Well, if out of the abundance of my heart, those things that are within me come out, then would not, within the abundance of my heart, if God is there, would not God come out? Would not praises to him come out? Do we find ourselves being a little more forward and angry and unforgiving and boisterous about about things? Or do we find ourselves a little more in praising God? And I don't mean just in my heart. I'm praising God in my heart. And that's awesome. But if God is in our heart and the reality of being thankful for him in our life is true, then it will be expressed through our mouth and through our life. It's the way it works. So if we find ourselves falling short of that expression, and, and you know, I, sometimes I understand, too, people say, well, Pastor Tony, you know, you're a little more extroverted, uh, so you probably express yourself a little more than I would because I'm really introverted. And I, I know I understand those things. But at the same time, it doesn't matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert. Does not the Word of God say that even the rocks will cry out to Him? Even His creation cries out to Him? And expresses praise to God. 
how are we doing there? Where does true thanksgiving come in? You ever try to make yourself happy in the Lord? Maybe some of you have. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I better be careful. Um, but have you ever tried to? Like, you know what? I'm going to just, just pray. I'm just going to, sp- you know what? Just hold on a minute, and I'm just going to stay here, and I'm going to pray. And I'm going to pray to God just makes me happy. Makes me thankful. We might be here all day, so lunch, lunch will be served. Who's ever, who's ever done that? Who, who knows what I mean first? Seriously, this participation day. Who knows what I mean? What, what am I speaking about? Do, do, do you understand? And, 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 and for you that are, are still, are you kind of going, well, Pastor Tony, what are you talking about? Think of something you really, really like. Something you really enjoy. A football game, a baseball game, um, a, a party, um, you know, um, you like Christmas Day, opening presents. I don't know. Just think of something you really, really like. Okay? What do you, what do, you do? do you, are you not expressive? Of course you are. Do you not express thank you for, for this or, or if someone gets a home run or a touchdown or a touchback? Yes! You know, you know don't, right? We're expressive when things that touch our heart come into our life. We're expressive. And, and the same goes with if God himself, if the Spirit of God and the Word of God is in our life, we're going to express that. Here we go. First of all, we need to remember that Thanksgiving is learned. We are confident in our relationship with God, Jesus, and our salvation. Philippians 4.11 says, Paul said, I have learned to be content in all things. So first of all, we start off this morning remembering from last week that Thanksgiving is learned. It's not something, again, that's natural. It's something that is God-given, created in His image. It's, a, it's, a, it's an acknowledgment that God is who God said he is, that he's creator God, and that we truly have received the gift of salvation, and that, that through him and his word, it is learned, it is put within us. It's like that seed. Remember from last week I talked about? It's like a seed that's implanted within our spirit. It's learned. Thanksgiving grows in us as we grow in our relationship with God. God's love encourages us and fills us with his spirit. Second Peter 1.3 says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. We've got to remember and just really look at, you know, where does Thanksgiving really come from? It comes from God. You know, how does it grow within us? It grows because it's, 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 it's God himself and the Spirit of God revealing the Word of God to us. And as we're interacting with God and as we're praying without ceasing and as we're recognizing God for who he is, that seed grows and it grows and it grows and it grows into this, how did you, I, you can name it whatever you want, this huge mountain. It grows into a giant tree. It grows into a place that my mouth goes, thank you, Jesus. It grows. Eventually it has to come out if it's there. Eventually it will. It has to. You can't keep a giant tree in a small plant. You can't do it. It's going to grow. It's going to outgrow that plant, that pot. Thanksgiving is God's will spoken through us. The love of God that is cultivated in us expresses the love of God to others through us. 
Ephesians 5.17 says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What is the will of the Lord? That we be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another God's Word, making a melody in our heart, and giving thanks to God through Jesus. Now, I summarized Ephesians 5.17. Look that up later. But we talked about it last week. I summarized that, but ultimately what God's Word is telling us is that we recognize who God is, we allow the Word of God, the Spirit of God to be within our life and to fill us with, with, with Him, that we would overflow in praise to Him. And how does that cultivate? How does that express? It, express, it expresses because we talk to one another. We encourage one another. But not just, hey, hey, how's it going this morning? Oh, what do you think about this weather? Did you have a good day? I mean, those are all, go ahead and do those things. I mean, I do. But you know what he's talking about? Do you know what he's saying? The expression is, Pastor Rowley, praise be to God for how he shook up my heart this morning. And how he just speaks to me and spoke to me. And he said, no matter how tired I am this morning, he's going to have it. He's got my back. And we're to talk and we're to recognize God in our life with one another. And out of Ephesians, we get this where he says, and we're to make a melody in our heart. How do you make a melody in your heart? How do you make a melody in your heart? Answer, you can't. You can't make it. God makes it. The Spirit of God and the Word of God, as you pray and you're thankful for who He is in your life and who He is, He says He will be. And as we trust Him, all of a sudden within our heart, there's this melody, this song that starts to take place. It's kind of like, I want to be really, really careful here, but I, I want to use just a couple of little object lessons here, for lack of a better way to say it. Because sometimes these, these things are hard to understand for, for, for some. Maybe whatever season of time we're in. Hear me out. It's like falling in love. I, I, most of us have fallen in love, I'm, if not all of us. And I know like being in love can be the greatest thing in the world. And being in love can be like one of the worst things that ever happened in your life if that relationship suffers. But it's still love. But it's still love. God's love will never leave us nor forsake us. God's love is always there. God's love desires to grow within us. God's love desires to stir up our spirit. And God's love wants to strengthen us and enable us and anoint us. And God's love wants to speak to us, that we speak to one another in hymns and songs and spiritual songs. God wants to stir up our hearts and our spirits to give praise to Him. To give praise to Him. Let's turn to Psalms 100 together. Psalms 100. So as we look at David's life, I mean, we, we think about David. We think about uh, a man that's after God's own heart, God's words, right? But think about David's life. Think about David, and, and, and most, most of us might know this, but, you know, David was just this shepherd boy that was chosen by God to be king one day. David was a boy that loved God, and David was a boy that had everything, even though he had nothing, nothing but love for God and trust for God. 
and faith for God. And as the storyline plays out, then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you see David as king. And yet you see David as a king that has everything but wants more. And a lot of us know how some of that played out the day that he committed adultery. And the day that he had the very woman's husband that he committed adultery with sent to the front lines that he would be killed in battle. How horrific. And yet God says, David is a man after my own heart. Why would he say that? Why? Because David has had a sin nature just like we do. We've all messed up. And I don't know what the most horrific thing you've ever done It doesn't matter. God's grace and love will and can supersede that if you allow him to. It doesn't matter. So we read this, and it's like this. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands, his very creation. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. He says this. He says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So it's like this. So we wake up this morning. We're going to go to church. How'd that go anyway? You guys coming into church. Everything go good? No problems? Who has kids? It went piece of cake, right? You didn't have to. Anyone have to wait for your wife or someone else? Anyone? So look this way for me in the back of the sanctuary. Look at these back doors. Just kind of turn a little bit where I'm at. Look this way. So what David is saying at this point, he says this. He says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter into a place, his house of worship, with a heart of thanksgiving. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And he continues to say this, in his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Be thankful to him and bless his name. When we come to this place where we worship and where we we come to be together in fellowship, we come to encourage one another to be equipped, and we come into this place, do you ever think that we're entering into his gates? That we're entering into a time and a moment together when we're going to hear him speak One of the hardest things sometimes for me to grab and and to put together is, okay, God, I I know how you work. I know your love. I know that you uh, gift uh, your believers, those who have put their trust in you. You give them supernatural gifts, some to teach, some to preach, some to serve, some. And I know this thing. And as you have put upon me a gift to preach and to teach, It's so hard sometimes. Well, almost every time. To just kind of lay down yourself, myself. And I walk through these doors and I fully expect to hear from God, not because I'm preaching it, not because I'm teaching it. This is hard to grab. This, You know, I keep saying some of these simple things, they're just so deep to me. I don't come here to hear myself preach. I, don't, I come here to hear God speak. 
And when we walk through those doors and we're together, we are together as a body of Christ. And again, he wants us to, to stir that up within us and to encourage one another and to hear and to know his love that we might express thanksgiving. Where? In his courts, in his house, that we give out a shout. Which I would do right now, but I always scare people. I don't know what to say. We're going to have to have a, a safe Sunday where, where we warn everyone that, you know, this is, they're going to be a praise come out. Right, Sam? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. There's going to be a praise that comes out. So he says this, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercies is lasting and his truth endures for generations. So here you have this man, David, that once was a boy that loved God unconditionally, that was very faithful, that was, was, was able to just trust God. And he, he, he lives life. And the next thing you know, he's messing up bad and, and oh my, he, he messing up bad. And he goes before God and he repents. And God forgives. And he cleanses a David of all unrighteousness. And within David spurs this, thank you. Psalms, I love the book of Psalms, I love the whole Bible, but the, the beginning third of Psalms starts off with David saying, God, kill my enemies, get them. Nothing wrong with some of that because he trusted God to fight his battles. But he still wasn't pure in heart, which no one is. But the full third of Psalms, the beginning, is where God, or David is sitting there going, God, fight them, get them. You, you, you are my fortress, you are my strength. You know, you will have retribution for me. You will be my vindicator. And then all of a sudden, there's a third kind of in the middle where you, you see that David's heart is changing because war is never the end to a means or means to an end. And he's realizing that some of the war that's raging within him is from him, that he's created a lot of the consequences that has come into his life. And the next thing you know in Psalms, you just see there's a repentful heart. The focus is off who's done him wrong. The focus is off the battles. The focus is off the past. And David just, he puts that all aside. Next thing you know, it's him and God. And he's going, forgive me. How do we gain a thankful heart? There really is only one way, and it's repentance. And we come to that place where we recognize what we have done wrong, not who has wronged us, but how we have allowed these things to control us and to manipulate us and, and to try to keep us down. And, and quite frankly, because they're in our mind and our heart, they have kept us from God. Yes. Forgive me, God. In the last third of Psalms, you can see that David's relationship with God has totally changed from the very beginning of Psalms. Because in the last third of Psalms, you know what David's doing? He's praising God. I know this seems so hard. 
And, and, and sometimes, I, I, not sometimes, a lot of times, I'm, I'm before God going, you know, God, I remember times when I was more boisterous about you. I remember times when I would, it doesn't matter where it would be, whether I was in church, I was in Walmart. And, and you know what? I still live, but that's beside the point. But, but sometimes not like I used to be. And why? It's because I got to be careful not to lose my thankful heart that he has given me. It can be hard to be thankful. Several, several scriptures I just want to share. Maybe write these down. They're not in your, your notes. One is 2 Corinthians 4.15. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says this. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we got to understand that a thankful heart or thanksgiving within our heart that's expressed glorifies God. I, I, I don't know if you ever you ever think about that, but it glorifies God. And it's, it, it is so interesting. I realize I'm jumping in the middle of a scripture here, but, but it pulls out. He's ultimately talking about salvation. But he's talking about how God stirs our heart and what happens when we have a thankful heart, and it's all for the glory of God. And then in James 4, 6, it says, but he gives us more grace. This is why it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. So we look and we see that thanksgiving is an expression of the heart for God. You know, we can hear all the time to to remove ourselves from those things that are evil, the things we see, the things we hear. But but this is all I know. This is what I know. Someone told me, just, oh, I remember who it is, but someone told me, I think it was just yesterday, you know, you can hear Bible verses over and over and over again. You can hear Scripture over and over and over again. But you know what? Sometimes that's what all you're doing is just hearing Bible verses in Scripture. And even though the Bible tells me to, to, to not be around evil, to not have my eyes uh, look upon evil thoughts, to not let my ears hear things that are not of God, if, if you want to parallel the evil and, and what I'm talking about, just simply our eyes and our ears, our life, are around things that are not of God. They're not godly. The more that happens, the more our heart turns from being thankful. Or we might be thankful in the flesh, <laughs> right, for a moment. The last scripture I want to share with you this morning is this. Philippians 2.8, and being found in the appearance as man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. And of course, that's talking about Jesus. Where does a heart of thanksgiving come from? A heart of thanksgiving comes from a humble heart, of which only God can give. Now, full circle, this is what I'm saying. Thanksgiving that we're talking about this morning can only come from God. Now watch. 
If you find yourself struggling to give praise to God, if you find yourself struggling thanking God or being thankful for the things in life that God has provided, then biblically I can say this, and I say this to myself, repent. There's something between you and God. If we, we don't find ourselves praising him publicly and openly, if we don't find our heart at that place where we're thankful for him, there's something between us and him. He's creator God. He's savior. He's provider. And if we don't have it within us to praise him, there's something between us. got to change. God is who he says he is or he's not. And you know what he is. I pray and I claim that for every one of us this morning. Father, I pray and I thank you and, and we claim in the name of Jesus that you would continue to stir up our hearts, continue to stir up those gifts that are within us, Continue to help us to see and to understand and to know and to gain knowledge and wisdom, but mostly by your love and by your grace. Fill us with a heart of thanksgiving. May we know you deeper than ever before. May we engage you more than ever before. May our hearts give praise to you. May we give those things, if anything, to you this morning that hinder us, that are between you and us. May we throw aside those things that are evil, and may we put on things of you. Help us to see you for who you really are and express a heart of thanksgiving. In the name of Jesus, amen. You know, I understand that it can be hard. I, I just know. I know what life brings. And I don't know where you're at this morning, and I don't know what's going on in your heart. But make this morning be a morning that we give it to God, whatever it is, if it's keeping us from knowing Him personally. So take a minute, let's pray. Allow God to seek your heart. Allow his words, his, his spirit to open up maybe some areas we just aren't letting go of. Thanksgiving is given by God and glorifies him. If you have an area you just feel like you're stuck in, you really don't have an answer on how to get through it. You're in the house of the Lord. You have entered his gates. You are in his courts. You are among his people. Ask him. What's hindering me from having a heart of thanksgiving? 
What's hindering me from giving you praise? Whatever that might be, God tells us to put it before him, to give it to him, to trust him. Jesus says to take those things that are too heavy for you to bear and give them to him. I know that might seem hard. But right now, do that. Jesus said, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Turn from those things that separate you from him and turn to him. Repent. I'm sorry, God. God, not sorry out of this conviction that says I'm being condemned. I'm I'm sorry because this conviction within me that says you love me and you're bigger than those things that try to hold me down. May it be said of us this morning that we enter into a time of thanksgiving and that we give you praise. And if you're here this morning and and maybe you don't have that heart of thanksgiving, Pastor Tony, what are you talking about? Maybe you've not put your trust in him as your Savior. Maybe you've not heard the word of God that says you fall short of his glory for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of that sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God will raise him from the dead, then you will be saved. Creator God sent his love into this world through his one and only son that would be pay the penalty for your sin and for my sin by being crucified on a cross, buried, but he's alive today with us right now. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your salvation. I, I, I trust that. I believe it. I repent, and I believe even now in the name of Jesus.